Hey, do you teach yoga? Have you ever trained to lead yoga classes to be a yoga therapist? Have you ever owned a yoga studio? Maybe even just wondered what it was like for the women and men up there in front of the room on their mats, leading you through endless Surya Namaskars, down dogs, and pranayamas galore. Well, these are their stories and mine. I'm Rebecca Sebastian, a 20-year yoga teacher, 10-year yoga therapist, yoga studio owner, and co-founder of a yoga-focused nonprofit. I've done a lot in the yoga world over the last 20 years, pretty much everything except had a water cooler. You know, a place to share stories, talk about struggles, successes, and find other people who do the same thing that I do. Welcome to Working in Yoga, a podcast and substitute water cooler for yoga folks to connect and build community, to share our unique profession, our challenges, and our journeys with the world. friends, welcome to Working in Yoga. This week, I have my friend Gina Barrett on the podcast. And as promised, Gina is the first in a series of folks who are working in the nonprofit realm in the yoga industry. Now, Gina runs the coolest nonprofit, Casa Del Paz, SLV, and that is linked in my show notes here if you want to go ahead and donate Gina is going to be on the podcast telling us all about her work teaching yoga at the border between the United States and Mexico in refugee camps. Now, I want to remind you, seriously and truly, there's so many amazing and good people in our yoga industry, and Gina is just one of them. So I think you're going to love her story. You're going to love hearing the work that she's doing, and I will see you on the other side. Welcome friends to Working in Yoga. Okay, so I am so excited about this series that I'm recording right now. And the first in the series is my friend, Gina Barrett. Now I met a whole bunch of amazing people at the International Association of Yoga Therapists conference this year called SITAR. And what I found was awesome folks working in the yoga and nonprofit space. And that's how Gina and I connected because she won a super cool award and I want Gina to introduce herself and tell everybody all the cool stuff that you're doing. So hi, Gina. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this podcast. I really appreciate your uh, support in the yoga community in that way. Uh, So yeah, I uh, am the volunteer acting director of Casa de Paz SLV and we were originally based in Crestone, Colorado, but now we have also have a location that we're developing in Western Massachusetts as well for retreats. Basically, we do um, holistic trauma support for asylum seekers and new immigrants. And we've been doing that since the border crisis, which began started to uh, get attention in like January of 2019. So yeah, there were about two, a hundred waiting at the border now. And as you've probably heard, uh, you know, that would get up to like 3000 and all the different, you know, at each different camp, there are at least, I think four or five, maybe even more camps along the Texas, Mexico border so that's still going on 
in different ways for different reasons, all very much driven by politics. That's amazing. Okay, so I just want to recap again the such awesome work that you're doing, Gina. So you are supporting through yoga support for trauma support for asylum seekers and new refugees. Now, are you doing work all over the country? Are you primarily at the border? Like, that's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. It was really a, a response to a need when I had, you know, time in my space. I had, I mean, time in my life. And I think the expertise and to be able to handle that kind of a situation, which was pretty unique for the US to have refugee camps on our borders. And, you know, it was, it was really, fortunately, you know, I was entering into a, a very uh, Christian conservative culture that did not understand what yoga was all about, but because it was like the first for everybody, I was welcomed, you know, it was a lot of like kind of hippie Christians down there too, but they still didn't, not of them didn't understand <laughs> yoga, but they had like an open mind to it. Some and some did not, you know, and especially like I do, I, my experience is 20 years or more. And I think I got certified in 2003. So, uh, you know, of Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy, which is for mental health. So, you know, there's kind of this, what do you call it when there's like people throw up these obstacles that aren't necessarily real, but you know, <laughs> yeah. they're in the culture, like, you know, going to a therapist is not, it was kind of a new thing, you know, like maybe the, the first generation immigrants who have made some money are finally starting to like do some self-care but it's, you know, the what one uh, older woman who was is running an NGO actually in Colorado says to me is we work our for to, to we work for uh, to heal our mental health, you know, like that's how they do it. And, and like they don't really didn't really understand what yoga was, but actually on the uh, the Mexico side working with the asylum seekers, they're all from a lot of them. I would say the majority, like probably 90% were from indigenous cultures that actually use natural medicine rather than Western medicine because it's in the village, it's affordable, they can trade for it. So they were completely open to everything we were doing, which was not only, you know, big yoga classes on the sidewalks for mostly kids, but all ages. Uh, we also did mobile like retreat centers in different centers, you know, for like afternoons or consecutive days. And, uh, you know, that was a more private setting. And we also did chair massage, art therapy, and um, we've had counselors come and do like narrative and play therapy. So it's been good to have the counselors there to, you know, they help to, to build our cred credibility because there's something like, you know, about <laughs> yeah. yoga. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's something about yoga that, 
you know, it's only for the the rich white ladies for exercise or something, you know, that's the yeah. people get. So it's been, you know, it was a real eye opener to just have like, you know, 100, 150 kids in the middle of a refugee camp doing yoga and then people seeing how it affected them. And, you know, some of the people would walk by me and say like, you know, they'd be in tears and say, these are like other volunteers that don't necessarily understand yoga. They'd be like, it's so nice that they're just getting like an hour of peace, you know, and they'd come up to me in tears seeing the kids doing yoga. So that was cool. You know, it was like getting out there and showing people is, is a way to, to help people to understand it. So that's what we've been doing for the past three years. We go, uh, we've been going like seasonally to the border and we're always like one of the the main criteria for our volunteers is flexibility because literally we can plan all we want and we get there and things you can pretty much guarantee something will have changed and you have to adjust you know it's it was a little bit like a war zone in that way and uh but it it had a lot to do with politics so the last time we were there biden was busing all the migrants across and processing them. And they're really getting back into that more, but people are still piling up at the border, mostly men now, not so much families is what I'm hearing. So we're switching our energy more towards the US now because you know there are a lot of migrants or asylum seekers and new immigrants living throughout the US. And <coughs> so we're, we're doing online programs as well as retreats, in-person retreats. And we also do um, online like Zoom support chats with social workers. And we've got a yoga teacher because we got this grant. So we have a yoga teacher who's gonna be doing more videos for us on YouTube. And uh, she's gonna, possibly teach a class and she's like specializes in kids yoga so that'll be good to cool. yeah support the poor kids who you know witnessed a lot of trauma that stuff that you know we in the U.S. don't uh, experience you know I mean I don't know how much you want to hear about it but yeah. I just want to say, like, one of the points for me for having this podcast is really to create a moment where other yoga professionals can listen to what we're doing and be proud of our work. Because there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of like vitriol out there towards yoga professionals of any kind that we're all just doing like essentially glorified stretching for rich white ladies, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's true. I mean, I legitimately, I like, I've been a yoga therapist myself for 11, 12 years now. I can talk to my family members about the stuff that we're doing, and none of it sounds legit until their physical therapist or their psychotherapist agrees with them. Like, yeah, yeah. that's usually. But we crazy. make impacts. Yeah, like, I mean, we make impact in our communities. And I think the work you're doing is so awesome. Like that's so yeah, cool. It, Do you was, know? Like, really? For me, it was really, it was all kind of divinely set up. Like 
I had been doing intensive international workshop work and retreats, you know, I had a place at my house in Maine where people would fly in. I was like five miles from an airport. So I was just like so busy with like that kind of stuff for like 15 years. And I took a break and I needed that, you know, and I think we all need to like, as holistic practitioners know when we need to take a break from helping people and, you know, give to ourselves. So yeah. I gave to myself for a couple of years and I was just really kind of ready to do something. And I just really asked the universe, okay, this is, these are my skills, you know, what should I do? And then like all these signs and, you know, I was at the border at the time vacationing and I just started getting all this awareness around what was going on at the border. And, and I guess, you know, I did initially have to deal with a lot of resistance of like, not the people not understanding and, well, why don't you just help us with the food and the donations? And, and that's another obstacle that, you know, I've talked to other, there's another uh, award winner who won in 2020. She worked with Syrian refugees and she said the same thing that it's important to also honor the fact that basic needs are needed, you know, like food and shelter and legal aid is like the top priority. So it was like having to kind of go into it that way and to not be like, no, I'm only teaching yoga. But eventually like I did, <laughs> I was like serving in like a, a Methodist church shelter. I, I served there probably four times. I served food at the, at the border and brought a musician. And eventually I was just like, this is not, my life purpose to do this kind of work I have something else that I do that I know will be helpful so at that point I just kind of had to really show up as a more independent person like okay we'll we'll raise a thousand dollars for food and that's what it would cost for like one night of food uh, at the refugee camp yeah. And, we, and it was like cheap food, you know, in Mexico, but we would pay, we would raise money for that. And then we'd get access to teach in the refugee camp. And, you know, it was like, and then eventually we, we couldn't raise, you know, like when it was in the media more, we were raising a lot of money and the don't the, we had volunteers from all over the country and it was really cool. And I could pick and choose my volunteers and everything. But, you know, once it kind of got out of the media, I think it was like probably around the time Biden was elected. It was like, Oh, Biden's going to solve this. So it's out of the media. And, you know, we, we send out press releases <laughs> yeah. all the time. We do the full, you know, outreach and um, you know, it was, there was one, a couple times where we had, we actually had CNN call us. That was like a huge, like, wow. But her boss wouldn't let them come across the border because I think it was during COVID time or because um, the border was often like a high risk area, you know, like, yep. you know, red level danger, you know, like because of the cartel. So often the press couldn't go for that reason, like they're 
the organization they worked with wouldn't let them go, which is so silly, right? I don't know how they end up being able to go into these places. They get special permission or whatever, but um, you know, that's part of why we haven't seen a lot of press. And um, yeah, but now the politics have changed. So you are starting to see it in the press again. Um, so you were down there during COVID times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, and, uh, that's amazing, Gina. Like, I know, that's I know, incredible. I know. I mean, I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm not somebody who should have gotten vaccinated. I have an autoimmune condition and the vaccinations have really worn on my health, but I did do it. I kind of overrode my intuition and I got <laughs> vaccinated to be able to go because yeah. At the border, there were like loads of people unvaccinated traveling, you know, trucks and, you know, without masks. I mean, having a mask was like coveted, you know, and they would have dirty masks that they'd use for two weeks, you know, like those disposable ones. Yeah. So, you know, um, a few of us have gone down during COVID. Yeah. And uh, the last trip we did was in April. I didn't make so, it to that one, but yeah, that was the last one they did. And and at that point, as we were serving in the refugee camp, refugees were being shipped over, shipped by the U.S. And, you know, they, they cooperate with the Mexican government and the Mexican government kind of wants, they don't want the refugee camps. So they close them. <laughs> so that happened yeah. while we were there, but then it's all kind of back to lots of tents and hundreds of people a day going across and yeah so do you find okay so i think it's amazing like cnn picked up on your work and like the greater world has picked up on your work what have you found to be the response of the yoga community because as you know i also run a nonprofit, and i feel like we need to tell more yoga folks that there are a lot of us out there doing good work. So how do you feel like the yoga community has responded? Well, I feel like to you, you know, I mean, I'm just reaching out through social media and I think there are a lot of people who want to volunteer, but couldn't get away because of kids or because they need to work. And, you know, what I end up seeing is like, people say they want to volunteer, but then they end up going on a more like relaxing vacation in, a, in a <laughs> Mexico or, yeah. or um, where are a lot of people going lately, um, Dominican Republic, you know, places like that. And yeah. so, you know, I would see a lot of that in the yoga community. Um, and I think it was important, you know, like in our last service trip, I wasn't able to go because of an injury. I just couldn't make the drive and all. And uh, there was a woman who was very, you know, she had been volunteering with us for a couple of years. She was kind of our core, one of our core volunteers at the border. She was a university professor and she just went and like hired two yoga teachers down there because she felt like they need to get paid for their time, you know? So kind of back to what you're doing. And, uh, you know, she paid them a little bit more than we had budgeted, but you know, like she literally made that decision on her own, Rebecca. She's wow. just like, they need to get paid. This is what I'm paying them so that we have yoga here. And it's not, you know, somebody who doesn't speak good Spanish or whatever. Cause we did have a yeah. 
we always work as a team and there's always somebody who can back you up. So there was somebody there who was a yoga teacher, but didn't speak Spanish well. So, you know, she ended up hiring two people who lived at the border, who spoke really good Spanish. And then literally like two days later, I found out I got the SEVA award, which, you know, part of what I asked for was money to pay yoga teachers. <laughs> Yay! So, you know, I only asked for, you know, a small amount, which isn't enticing to yoga teachers. It's only $25 an hour. So I call it a stipend. And um, I, I can tell, you know, I'm starting to hire people and they're prioritizing jobs where they make more money than yeah. $25 an hour. You know, that's kind yeah. of like on you know, that's like unskilled labor pay. So it's actually, we call it a stipend and it's more like a volunteer type position. Uh, so, you know, but other than that, I felt like I got like a lot, a lot of support at the International Association for Yoga Therapy Conference in ways that I really needed professionally and personally, you know, like all these people who I had only met for like five or 10 minutes came up to me afterwards and congratulated me. And, and, you know, a lot of them we've stayed in touch and, um, you know, I needed that. I needed that peer support and even, you know, I think family, like you were saying, like family members and friends, they were like, oh, she's a yoga teacher, you know, like, like the <laughs> yeah. side thing that I do. And it's like, no, actually I help people with their mental health. And, you know, like yeah. it's, it's a constant, I mean, you, since I've been in, you know, Phoenix rising yoga therapy for 20 years, it's just been a constant education the whole 20 years. I, I kind of feel like that's been my purpose and many people's purpose who are Phoenix Rising yoga therapists is to <laughs> to teach people what it is and that it's actually effective and I've given so many free sessions and yeah. you know to, for that reason just to help people to understand it so I think the the more we can do that and not have to use our own energy because you know now I'm you know I'm like 58 I'm starting to be like how many more free sessions do I want to give? You know, I'm really careful about, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, like, uh, okay, is this person going to give me referrals? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. I, I love that you felt supported through the IYT conference because I have said for a long time, I think that we don't talk enough about how lonely of a job this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like it is super lonely. And like, if you're, even if you're like where I am, where there's 400,000 people in our metropolitan area, mm -hmm. competition makes it so that you feel like you don't have friends. And like, we need to reach out into our greater community and make friends. Like that was when I first started like making friends like you out who are doing amazing work. It was so nourishing to me to know that there were other yoga people out there really putting their effort where they're, intentions were and like you're doing this amazing work like i'm so proud of you like i want the whole yoga community to be so damn proud of you gina because oh, that's okay. awesome well, work yeah i mean i i think my gift is that i uh i take i've always been a risk taker i'm kind of an outlier i'm not really i don't <laughs> hold myself accountable to other people and and i've suffered as a result but that's just 
how I came in as a person. So, but I don't, you know, I mean, I've learned a lot from you. I mean, you know, it was interesting how you told me that you fundraise through like other yoga studio, you know, you other yoga studios will help raise money for your organization. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, that, there's a new concept. And then I thought, oh, actually that was happening. Like, you know, I did have a couple of yoga studios had cans out for donations and they sent them. There were probably like three, a yoga teacher and two yoga studios. So there's a good example of people who did, you know, help, even though they had kids and they couldn't come down to the border. A lot of people, you know, a lot of the yoga teachers, for whatever reason, you guys all have little kids <laughs> and, uh, you know, they couldn't come down. So they wanted to help in other ways, you know, and those were some of the ways that they helped. But I think, you know, I'm learning so much getting together with all of you since the conference. And I'm, I'm looking forward to attending another conference soon and, in, you know, regularly so that I can get that support. And actually, you know, I'm driving back across country to Colorado and the only people I'm seeing as I travel are two yoga therapists. And, you know, it's like... <laughs> Not only, not only do we need like the, like how to survive professionally, but also, or how to thrive professionally is a better term, but also uh, yeah. like yes. speaking the same language. Like I was on the phone with Kat Owens, who I met at the conference and it was, I was like, oh my God, for the first time in so long, I am speaking the same language with somebody, you know, we we're talking about tapas and you know, it was all in relation yeah. to like my life at this moment. And uh, what else are we talking about? Oh, just like that life is eternal. Like really, if we're practicing yoga, we, we need to try not to get so caught up in like the, this drive to succeed and all that. And like, I, I'm practicing right now, just being in flow and seeing, you know, where I'm meant to go next, what I'm meant to do next. And Right now, I'm getting a lot of lot of uh, signs to rest again. You know, I'm trying to have a summer <laughs> and rest and prepare for our fall. We're starting to prepare for fall programs. So, I don't know if you want me to talk about that at all. Okay, or so if you have other things you want to ask me about. I want you to tell everybody where to go to support you. Like how. Tell us exactly how we can support you. Well, the first thing would be to volunteer. Uh, you know, we have a YouTube channel and people volunteer to make videos and they're really easy to make like three minutes to 30 minute practices. You know, it can just be like one breathing practice. And, you know, the more fresh ones that we have, the more we can keep people interested you know how the attention span is on social media so that's <laughs> yep. one way and of course donations and grants and and we have a list on our website of all the the help we need around all that like you know i i always ask people to help us with grant writing and and we could use a, a non-profit attorney and you know for now we just i have a cousin who helps me with legal stuff and <laughs> you know, in terms of the grant writing, I'm, I'm resting this summer and I'm not putting a lot of time into that. So, 
Uh, you know, I just did a little birthday fundraiser and got some money. So that's like where, you know, we're still at is just kind of hand to mouth, unfortunately. And, um, you know, we could use some corporate support always. Uh, that's all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Cooperation to donate, you know, in some way. Um, I guess there are creative ways to do that if they need, you know, to just to be supporting, you know, something like this and want to, that would be great. But our, our website is Casa de Paz, slv.org. So, and we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram and, um, Seriously, y'all, if you're listening to this, if there's one thing you can do today, and I can't emphasize this enough, I know I've said it before, especially in the nonprofit world, everything helps. Give $10, $20, $50, like go to Casa del Paz, slv.org, and go donate to Gina and her work. If you can't come to the board, help her pay teachers who can. Thank you. And yeah, what we're doing now, too. I- forgot to mention is we do online we're doing an online training just for NGOs just to kind of share what we've learned and to help anybody in an NGO who's working with asylum seekers and immigrants to learn how to do some like self-regulation exercises so exercises to help people to calm down their trauma symptoms so that they can function And, uh, you know, so we'll be teaching art therapy, yoga, and play and narrative therapy techniques that anybody can use. So that's going to be online. And then another thing that we could use volunteers for is we're doing our first service day retreat in Crestone, Colorado, which is in southern, south central Colorado. And we'll need volunteers to work with clients. And we also need organizations to send clients to us so if you know people who are immigrants who are struggling with trauma symptoms to you know send them to us for the the group day and then we're also setting up private retreats for people three to ten days and we have applications for all that on the website so thank you for asking about all that we could definitely use that is a little little more uh, energy you know i know everybody's having a summer now but you know as people start thinking about how they want to engage in the next season we'd love to have some help yeah <laughs> i would love to see i mean i do think that oftentimes in all communities but especially in the yoga community that we almost don't know how to show up for those who are out there really doing the amazing work so the more i will have gina's website in the show notes so you can click on the show notes there'll be a hyperlink there it will be a link to her website and a direct link to her donation link so go donate some money donate some time if you have friends who you know could help especially nonprofit lawyers which are hard to come by i know too like go give and support like we need to support humans doing awesome work in our yoga community so thank thank you you so much (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much gina um i am so grateful that you came on the podcast today thank you so much and may you continue to be successful in your endeavors too <laughs> Thank you. We'll we'll lift each other up. How's about how about that? Yeah.
Thank you again so much, Gina, for coming on the podcast. Up next is Osiris Bouquet, who is running a yoga-focused pre-nonprofit in the LA area called Flow for Black Lives. Now, Osiris and my nonprofit, the Quad Cities Yoga Foundation, have partnered up um, so that the foundation can support Osiris and his work out in LA. And next week, you're going to hear all about it. Thank you so much. And remember, if you love my podcast, there's nothing that you can do more that's more helpful to me than liking, sharing, and leaving a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.